I grew up in a very small town in Texas outside of Austin and San Antonio. The school was one that, even when I was going through middle school, was the old original school building. One that my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandparents had even traveled through at different points in their lives. The reason I mention this is there's something about a very old school building. Areas that are no longer used, repurposed, closed off and abandoned completely and being told not to go in there for the sake of it not being kept up, the dangers. We experience a version of this with the class. And so we begin. My life has been somewhat ruined by an experience I had when I was younger. I think so often back to the time my experience happened. Nobody ever believed my story at the time, so I decided to write it now for the world to see. It began really when I was 14 or so, when my family moved home. My dad had been offered a job with better pay, and a mere week later, we had sold our house and rented an apartment in the town we moved to. It was during the summer we moved, so it was simple starting at a new school. When term began, I nervously walked from our apartment building to the school, which was rather close. I hadn't had the chance to meet any local kids, so I knew nobody and was scared of having to make new friends all over again and alone. I don't recall really speaking to anybody that morning. I was too shy, you see. I just took my timetable in a slightly trembling hand and looked to see what my first class was. Math. In room 104. I checked the little school map handout I'd been given. I looked over the map over and over, and I couldn't see my classroom number at all. By then, no staff were around, and I began to panic. Where the hell do I go? I noticed on the layout of the building, there was a whole section to the right where the school seemed to have plenty of classroom-sized rooms, but no numbers. The class numbers on the far left of the school were numbers 300 through 310. The center of the building had rooms designated to the 200 to 230 range. So I decided my classroom 104 would logically be to the right. I walked down long corridors. Most of the other students were not new. And so they had already made it to their class whilst I contemplated my map. Because of this, the corridors were now deserted. In retrospect, I should have just found the help desk and asked them to give me directions, but I was so shy, I'd rather try and do it alone. Anyway, I followed the building layout at the end of the eerily quiet and long corridor. My passage was blocked by a rather old-looking wooden double doors that didn't open when I pushed. This seemed wrong, like the part of the building was not meant to be entered. I played with the idea that somebody had accidentally shut them, or maybe I just wasn't pushing hard enough. I rammed into the doors with my shoulder and began scraping around the metal and wood, and they opened. I realized that when I had broken the bolts on the other side of the door, which were brittle with rust, horrified I had broken a door on my first day, I was about to turn and run from the scene and just ask someone to help me find my class. I obviously should be in this part of school. The whole new corridor was old and dusty, with lockers were hanging open and unused, and the faint smell of mold hung in the air. But as I turned, I noticed the numbers painted on the glass windows of the doors along the corridor. The one nearest to me read 100. Perplexed, I checked my timetable again to assure myself that I had read my class number correctly. It was clear my number was 104. And just along this corridor, apparently, I began to walk slowly, looking into the empty windows of each class I passed. 100, empty. 101, empty. 102, empty. Except for a plastic skeleton hanging in a corner by a pair of yellowing student lab coats. Still, it was long enough to make me flinch. And as I checked, 103 empty, I heard the voice of an adult man coming from the room opposite, 104. I peeked through the window, full, except it wasn't what I expected to see. I mean, sure, there was a teacher wearing a worn brown suit and blue bow tie. 
There were students, all focused on this teacher sitting apart from one another in an old-fashioned wooden tables. What made me pause was what they were wearing. Kids didn't dress like this anymore. It looked like a classroom from an old film or show. The teacher stood behind a, a blackboard, dusty from chalk. Despite this oddity, I knocked on the door and assumed the school had a poor budget. The teacher didn't notice my knocking, so I quietly opened the door and walked in. None of the students took their gaze away from the teacher, who also paid no attention to me. I awkwardly apologized for my lateness, citing that I'd gotten lost, and then made my way over to the only free seat in the room, and I sat down and felt my cheeks burn with embarrassment. I must have interrupted the class, I thought. The teacher began his lesson. A few seconds later, rather casually, his name was Mr. Tallory. He began to chalk equations on the board and got to the class to solve them. The lesson was rather ordinary, except for the fact no calculators were used. Whenever I raised my hand to answer a question, almost to try to win back favor from the teacher, he ignored it and always chose another student to answer the problem. The lesson ended abruptly after what felt like hours, and by the end of it, I was bored and miserable. I just wanted to go home and complain about the way I was ignored. When I left the room, I felt pangs of hunger. I glanced at my watch and was shocked to see the school day had ended. A whole day of math? Horror. I decided I hated that school. I walked slowly home, going over the day's events in my mind. It was all very weird, but I suppose I would get used to this new school eventually. When I got home, my mother was talking on the home phone. Her face displayed confusion. She heard me come in and frown when she saw me. She looked somewhat angry and asked whoever was on the other end on the phone line to hold, and then she accused me of skipping school. Confusion followed. I told her I was in class all day, but apparently the school had phoned to say I wasn't in any lessons hadn't seen me after I collected my timetable. I said I was in Mr. Tallory's classroom 104 all day. I must have missed the register when I was late, I thought. My mom paused and told the school was on the, on the phone my story. Her expression froze after a few seconds. She looked at me rather worriedly. She hung up the phone and told me what the school had said. Mr. Tulor had not worked at the school in 38 years. Apparently, room 104 was part of an abandoned section of the school that hadn't been used since the school shooting nearly 40 years ago. The school thought I was playing some sick joke. That night, I went on the web and found out what the school said was true. Quickly, I found an old newspaper article about the school massacre that had been archived. A madman had simply walked into the school with a hunting rifle and shot a whole class dead. He blocked the doorway and shot everyone in the math classroom. Old grainy photos showed the class where the murders happened, and I recognized it immediately. It was room 104. An obituary showed tributes to the dead in photos of all that had died. I recognized him too, Mr. Tallory and all the students I spent that day with. Now, years later, I've witnessed my account of what had happened to me, which nobody had ever believed. The reason why now? My heart felt like it had stopped, and I felt sick, and I felt cold in my bones that that moment, and after that, I changed schools. So yesterday, I received a letter in the post, and there was no address. It had simply appeared through my letterbox. It was a class reunion invite signed by my old teacher, Mr. Tallory. And so we end. Um, a lot more wholesome than some of these stories can be, um, minus the obvious school massacre portion, of course. So he felt he was ignored, but yet he was included. So there is some kindness, I guess, there for him. But it always makes me wonder in these old buildings and things that have histories. Accidents happen. People get hurt, die, and heart attacks, and all these things over the years of a life of a building like this. And etched in its story are the memories and souls and imprints of others. But I'm curious what you guys think, and as always, take care.